close your eyes and pull like that. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. We have a packed show for you today with the focus being unsurprisingly on Cork football. In part two we'll be joined by ex-Cork, ex-Cork footballer Dermot Duggan to look ahead to the senior clash between Cork and Roscommon this weekend in the last round of the Super 8s. We'll also ask Dermot about their season as a whole and whether or not it matters if Ronan McCarthy's side win their dead rubber game at Parky Ring on Sunday. But first, Kieran, there is only one place to start and that's with the county's under-20 footballers who play Dublin in this Saturday's All-Ireland Final in Leash. You were in Tullamore last weekend for their incredible semi-final win over Tyrone on Sunday. So before we look ahead to the final, maybe tell us a little bit about the resilience that Keith Rickens' men showed at the weekend. Uh, Jack, this was this was a totally different game to the Munster final where I suppose for Cork blew Kerry away up in Parky Ring on, on that Thursday night. Um, Cork had to dig deep for this game. It was more about character, heart and guts really because three minutes into the second half, Cork were down seven points. And Tyrone were well on top by that stage. And it looked like there was only one winner. And Cork could easily could have rolled over, just accepted what looked inevitable at that stage. Because Cork had started well. I think they led 1-4 to 3 points after 12 minutes. But then um, Tyrone took over. At one point in the first half, Tyrone rattled off 7 points in a row. And it was one-way traffic. And then when Tyrone tagged on those 3 points at the start of the second half, to open up that 7-point gap, like I said there, it just looked like a Tyrone win was, was on the cards. But Cork dug so, so deep. And um, for Peter O'Driscoll, um, he was a wing-back there. He's the captain from Island Rovers. Up front, Jude Macron and Cahill O'Mahony were in top form again. Damien Gore played his part. Cork just dug their way back into back into this game. And it was fierce impressive because, uh, as we all know, like kind of, um, sometimes Cork teams can struggle against Northern teams with the with, with their style of play. But there was, there, was, there was no fear this time. It was fierce impressive. And even... Even in, in that second half, because it was end-to-end in at times, Cork drew level, Tyrone would kick on again and go two points ahead. Cork came back again, but Tyrone went back ahead. But Cork never dropped their heads, and um, all their subs who came on made a big impact, and that was very noticeable the last day, that the strength that Cork had in depth when their subs came on. Um, even Jack Murphy, Aino Hennon came on, um, Fionn Hurley came on from Dawn, he's got two points. Mark Hodder from Carby Rangers came on, first touch of the ball, got a point. A few minutes later, he caught a great ball out down by um, the, the near sideline. So the strength and depth, the character, the heart, the heart, a lot to admire about this Cork performance. And I can only imagine having come back from seven points when they looked dead and buried. Like, What were the scenes like at full time after they got back into the game, booked their place in the final? Were they overjoyed? Did they keep it under control or uh, how did they react no there was there was big celebrations and there should have been two because it was a, such a, such a great win because they were dead and buried in the game and like I know I'm repeating myself but it's against against a team like Tyrone Ulster champions and 
Tyrone had come through more. I think they played five championship games above, so they were battling hard and coming into this game. They had an extra week off more than Cork had. Um, they led by seven points in the second half, but despite all that, this Cork team came back and they won. So celebrations were they were they were as they should have been on the on the pitch after. It was just before the minor game as well, so you could hear the the men and the ran over the the Tenai asking fans to, to, to leave the, the pitch and he'd ask several times because so many Cork supporters were on the pitch too to celebrate you know and it was great to see it was um, another positive occasion for, for Cork football but they don't have long now uh, Jack they have to turn it around in a week yeah well we're going to get your thoughts on the final in just a moment but before we do Dennis Hurley was at last night's press event previewing the game and he spoke to members of the Cork camp something you already knew about yourself and you just had to prove that you could do it yeah I think we were disappointed going in half time that we had a good start yeah they clawed us back and they got a, they got a soft goal really against us yeah um, so we were disappointed that we let them in, in, go in with a four point lead um, but then Keith had a great talk with us at half time and we knew we had we were able to dog it out in the second half yeah and we knew we'd be able to come over there they're tackling yeah. uh, so we just kept it simple in the second half and once we got a run in them I felt the crowd really lifted us yeah. and we, we, uh, we kept the scores ticking and uh, Jack's score was obviously unreal then yeah and was it a bit of complacency do you think like that after a good start there was a kind of a sense of you know you've kind of given yourself a platform here and it'll be easy uh, it's hard I think their tackling was very good okay. and a lot of bodies back and we just misplaced a few passes and took a few shots that weren't really on yeah. so we were disappointed we kind of didn't use the ball as efficiently as we would have liked yeah. um, and as, as we did against Kerry um, but then they, they swarm you and they kind of bottle you up and yeah. they dispossess you then they, they counter very quickly so it's very difficult to get back and, and defend it and, and there's a lot of space and that was probably a new experience for you because you didn't play any Ulster team in the John exactly, Yeah, they bring a lot of physicality yeah. and they'd be kind of mouthing to you a lot as well so okay. it's a different test but you and, just have to and would you be giving it back or would you just be ignoring it <laughs> you'd have to give it back right? yeah <laughs> I, won't, I won't ask you for the, the specifics but did, how, how uh, valuable was the John Kearns tournament oh, when you're playing it was fantastic Kerry Galway Kildare in Dublin wasn't it yeah because you're, so, you're playing top opposition yeah. the whole time and um, it's a fantastic standard and it's very competitive as well and um, it's great to use this huge panel that we had yeah. and give everyone a fair crack at the whip really um, so we used up a lot of numbers and um, we didn't pay any leaving shots we let them study for leaving okay. uh, so we just concentrated ourselves yeah. and we just it was, it, was, it was a great competition to see what the other teams had and yeah. playing time matches against top and county teams and then come championship you know it's quite kind of what yeah. the standards like then and, and like he drew with Kerry in the first game and down in Clan we did and then you might have been expecting a, a close monster final but is it fair to say it was going to be on all the wider streams I think we progressed a lot after the Kerry game ok um, I think we got a lot more kind of confident in ourselves and what we could do right. um, we had Damo coming back from the senior team then yeah. and Cullum came back from the cruciate very well and then obviously the bench then we leave some leaving starts with A and I come back midfield and we'd feel coming in for four yeah, yeah. so it's fantastic to have them back as well and um, yeah Kerry was just one of those games where everything kind of goes right for you on the day yeah like it, it probably feels like you're in a chance or something does it, does, it? like yeah. uh, everything has just clicked <laughs> so well like. yeah. just looking at Cahill take shots there from the sideline the 20 and say yeah. oh, whatever and uh, 
Josh making some catches over the bar as well. Yeah. And just the dispossessions, the tackling was unreal against Kerry as well. Yeah. And that kind of went under the radar. A lot of the blocks and tackling that went in. Yeah, yeah. And, but the scores were incredible for Mark and Cotton. And, and obviously, you've doubled them now at the weekend and you played them in the John Kerrans as well. Can you take much from that game? No, it's kind of difficult. They were missing a couple of players, right? Okay. Um, their two midfielders then weren't playing against us in the John Kearns. Right. Uh, the midfielder now is 6'7". He was with the dumb senior team at the time, I think. Okay. Uh, but they had Archer in foot forward. Yeah. And he caused a lot of trouble, so hopefully we'll be able to come up with a plan for him. Now. And for yourself then, when you're going to be going up against players who you didn't play against in the John Kearns, like... What can you do in terms of research and kind of just preparing for the challenge? Yeah, I think a lot is kind of playing your own game and yeah. hoping that they'll kind of worry about you more than you'll worry about them. So hopefully, if you can get on top of them, that they'll have to kind of track your runs and, and yeah, yeah. be looking over their own shoulder rather than having them go forward the whole time in the midfield. Yeah, and like for Cork to be in the All Ireland final, I would say at the start of the year probably didn't seem like too too likely a uh, prospect to say that given that like Kerry would have won the equivalent minor championships and Keith was coming in late like what, was there any one thing that you could pinpoint and say like was the thing that set it all in motion or was it just like a, a, a cumulative among the small little things yeah, I think it was just the cumulative of small things yeah but, you know the group got a lot closer uh, as the years as the years wore on and we're all very good friends now as well yeah so you know, even when we're not training we'd be meeting up with each other on our off days as well we went down to Phoenix there swimming down the tree there today yeah so we're, we're a very close group okay and Keith kind of inspired us to become very close and straight away every single training at the start of the year we had to go around and tell everyone each other's name club likes okay. this like Dogs, right, sisters, yeah. brothers, you know. Okay. So um, he really kind of made us get close together as yeah. a group, and that really brought us on. Um, and since then, we haven't really looked back. And is that is that the key to the key to management? Do you think like just kind of unlocking the the person inside the, the player? Is that definitely? He's a great man manager. And uh, we just kind of take everything he says as gospel, really. Yeah. You know, he comes in before training, and he'd, he'd give us a little speech before every little training or every match, and you just soak it up and just listen to him. Yeah. It's great to have a manager like that that you all look up to. And like you mentioned, what he said at uh, halftime against Tyrone, like, can you give us kind of the, the gist of what we said? <laughs> he just told us he'd, uh, he'd never been so proud as a, as a bunch of players, but um, we just need to go out and show what we can do and just to open our shoulders and release the shackles and play the football like we know we can in training and like we know we can against Kerry yeah. and we just need to play not to lose but to play to win and that was basically it Kieran, this under 20 side have been quietly going about their business all summer and now find themselves preparing for an All-Ireland final clash with the Dubs in Port Leash. firstly having seen them in the flesh on Sunday and knowing what to expect to a certain extent from Dublin how would you rate the Cork chances this weekend? Um, obviously, give Cork a big chance. Um, Dublin will be favourites. Um, one name we have to mention to start is Kieran Archer. He's the Dublin forward who's shooting the lights out in this championship. I think it was was a three eight against Leash in the in the Leinster final. He got two five or two six against Galway last weekend in the All Ireland um, semi final, and even in the couple of Leinster championship games, championship games before that, he was two four two five something like that. So he's obviously. He's a danger man that the Cork have to look out for and try trying to keep quiet. But this Cork team, um, they just focus on, on themselves. Obviously, they're going to give Dublin a lot of respect. 
but they really look after themselves and they try try and get that performance. Um, they have the players, they have the strength and depth, and they have a very very good manager in Keith Ricken. He's a very interesting character. He was parachuted in back in January after um, Gino Driscoll, who was Cork under twenty manager, resigned from the position. And um, even talking to Peter Driscoll a couple of weeks back, he said that, that Keith Ricken is like no other manager that he's had before. Um, so you can say that again. He's, he's, it's just even talking to Keith he's such an interesting character and um, even in a, in a recent conversation he was he was just saying how he feels that confidence doesn't come from playing well he said that's a very shallow veneer he goes confidence comes from knowing how to solve problems on, on the football field and that's what he arms his players to do to be able to solve problems when they're out in the field so um, like he said if 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 your man is beating you, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to solve that? He puts the responsibility back on the player to solve that problem in training and so on. They'll obviously give advice and, and help the players and so on. But he believes that confidence comes from that ability to solve your own problem on the field. And um, against, against Tyrone, Cork was seven points down. They had a problem. They solved it and they won by two. So he's, um, he's, his methods and his philosophies are um, fierce interesting. And you have to say they're working. Yeah, so from your conversations then with some of the players and from seeing them in action at the weekend, can you see that they're carrying that responsibility well on their shoulders uh, in that he's obviously wants to wants, wants them to man up essentially mm-hmm. and take responsibility. And you reckon it's rubbing off well? It is, yeah. Kind of um, half-time the last day in, in Tullamore, they were down four points and the players spoke at half-time that they needed to get back to basics, do the simple things right, that they weren't moving the ball like they should be. They were just running into into Tyrone tackles and they were getting overturned. So they went out in, in the second half and they stuck, to, they, they stuck to the game plan. They didn't get sucked into to the mistakes that they made in the first half. So it's a team that learned from its mistakes in the first half and they, they didn't repeat them in, in the second half. So um, they're definitely learning. They're... Uh, they're a very, very good team, Jack, to be fair, kind of um from Morris Shani, they're from Clannock Kilty at full back. You mentioned Peter Driscoll, Peter Driscoll wing back in uh O'Hanlon came on as a sub the last day in midfield and um he, he'd missed the the previous game to injury, so it was good to have him back in that full forward line of Mark Crone and Colin Matney and David Gore. There's match winners there, kind of as much as um as as Dublin have Kieran Archer, Cork have plenty of, of match winners themselves. I think we're in for a cracking game to be quite honest and um, this Cork team is high in confidence, high in confidence at the moment they've they beat Kerry leading all the way they've beaten Tyrone coming from behind so you know they're kind of ready for so whatever this final will throw at them on, on Saturday OK prediction time ten, prediction time then Kieran. Cork versus Dublin in the under 20s All-Ireland final having seen Cork and having seen them for, um, against Tyrone and like I mentioned the skill and talent of them, but it was the heart and character that that kind of that kind of stuck out for me. So I'm going to give Cork the nod in this one. To the first, the first, um, we're going to bring down this capital capital juggernaut. You know, this could be the first chip in the chip chip in their armor. So no, I can see I can see hopefully a Cork win here. Okay, very interesting stuff. Now as mentioned earlier, the GAA have confirmed that Amore Park in Portlaoise will host an under twenty doubleheader on Saturday afternoon. At 2pm, Kilkenny and Cork meet in the under-20 hurling last four clash, followed by Dublin against Cork in the under-20 football final at 4pm. And if you cannot make it up to Leash this weekend, both games will be televised live on TG Cahir. Coming up in part two, we'll be chatting to ex-Cork footballer 
Dear McDuggan, ahead of Cork's Super Ace Clash with Roscommon this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Star Sports Podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star featuring our award-winning sports section that has everything a sports fan in West Cork could want. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world. The Southern Star, number one for sport in West Cork. Hi, we're joined here on the Star Sport podcast by former Cork footballer and Ireland Rovers clubman Dermot Duggan. Um, welcome again, Dermot. Thanks, Kieran. Um, since we spoke to you last, and that was before the start of the, the Super 8s, um, Cork, have, they've lost to both Dublin and Tyrone, but the devil's in the detail because it's a lot more positive than those two defeats suggest, Dermot. Um, they were, Tyrone and Dublin were last year's two All-Ireland finalists, and in fairness, Cork ran them close in both games, you can say. Yeah, um, I think in the Dublin game, really, they played well, very well for about 60 minutes, did extre- extremely well. Um, I think it was probably inevitable that Dublin were always going to win, and, and we, we even said that a couple of weeks ago, you know, our hope was that I would stay with them as for as long as mm-hmm. they could. Um, in the Tyrone game, they actually, and I know they were disappointed after that result, and Ron McCarthy in particular was very disappointed after it, because I think he felt it was one that got away, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that game, I suppose, they were actually well in control for long periods, and maybe it was just about a five-minute uh, spell mm-hmm. just uh, after half time when the game just all of a sudden slipped away from them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes down to maybe experience. Um, whereas, you know... <laughs> If, if maybe if another if it was an experienced team and a goal was scored against them, maybe mm-hmm. it was timed in. Maybe a player to go down injured or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just you learn that those kind of things after years of playing, maybe getting the super eights a couple of years in a row or mm-hmm. getting the semi-finals. Um, but I think there's, as you mentioned there, there's huge positives mm-hmm. to be taken from both of those games. Definitely, in, in spite of the losses. Like you said there about experience. I remember just after the Dublin game above, I was underneath. Uh, the Hogan stand um, waiting for the Cork footballers to come out and some of them are coming out and one of them asked someone where do we go for the food you know it's you go, mm. you, you go straight across into this different yeah. room but it struck me like for a lot of those fellas it was their first time playing in Croke Park and even to, to, to kind of know the, the run of the building and stuff and how it works and where to go like it was a new experience for them mm. and this is a relatively young Cork team so they've now played twice in Croke Park they played against the top teams like Dublin and Tyrone and they've Roscommon this weekend. So like you said there, it's about experience, mm. you know, not only on the field but off the field, I think, just to kind of, to get used to these big occasions. So mm. that'll definitely help them in the future. Yeah, definitely, because even when I think back to my own playing days, I joined the panel in, I think it was 2005, and at that time, Cork were starting to build gradually, you know, mm. and um, 2005, 2006, 2007, they reached the All-Ireland Final. 2008... They lost the semi-final in 2009. They lost the final again. And eventually in 2010, they won it. But it took that length of time, you know. And every year you could sense that Cork were getting closer and closer, Mm -hmm. just little by little. And it it takes losses like those to learn something. Mm -hmm. And and I know it's an old cliche, but sometimes you learn more from the losses than from the wins. Mm -hmm. And as long as Cork put these lessons, you know, as long as they learn from these, then I think it's only going to augur positively in the future for them, I think. How important so is it, Dermot, that Cork finished the Super 8s with a win at home to, to Roscommon? That's in Parky Ring, 4 o'clock this Sunday. Is, is it important just to finish on a high note, given like how good the two performances were against uh, Dublin and Tyrone? Yeah, it, it's absolutely vital for them. Um, 
I think for the rest of the country looking on, it's a complete, it's a dead rubber game, yeah. and nobody will care less who mm. wins or loses. But for the two teams involved, and particularly Cork, I think it's it's vital. Cork have played five games so far. I think is it? Um, they've they've won only two actually, and they've lost three. Yeah. to Kerry, Tyrone, and Dublin. So I mean, if they were to lose a four fourth game, mm. having only won two, then it takes a little bit of the glass off the positivity. Then you yeah. know, and um, I think as well. It seems it is the final game of the season. I think that's important because, um, you know, if you think back to last year when they lost to Tyrone, they they finished the season on a complete downer mm-hmm. and a, on, a, on very much a low, and they carry that game with them all through winter when they're training and when anyone brings up Cork football, it's always the last game you remember. Yeah. So I think if they finish on a high here, even in terms of going back training in November, December, you know. It is the, that last game you always think about because you know you you are only as good as your last game. So if they can bring that into training and the positivity of having a good win, even just a win, but but in particular a good win, then I think it'll be um, <clears throat> very positive for the young lads going back training next January and February again. Because if we look at it, compare Cork where we are right now to where Cork were at the start of the championship, like it's like I was saying, you're kind of off here. There, the kind of mood music has changed an awful lot. Like kind of. Um, so many positives to take from from the campaign, the campaign so far, and one of the big ones is that this Cork football team seems like it's on the right track. Well, it is on the right track. We've seen the development over the last couple of months, so there are better times to come for this Cork team. Damon, what do you think? Um, the signs are there, but mm-hmm. but I mean, there's never any guarantees either. At the same time, um, it could be a false dawn. I hope it isn't, and yeah. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, unless Cork actually build on this again, because. Ultimately, they haven't won anything really. They've, mm-hmm. they've beaten two division three teams, I think. So, hopefully, we can finish off with a, a win against Roscommon. But the the the, the mood is positive, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's no, it's not a guarantee of success next year or anything like mm-hmm. that. They definitely have to build on it, and I think they have to maybe inject and bring in a couple of players from that under twenty one panel as well, mm-hmm. um, which will strengthen it and. and you know, put pressure on fellas who are there again and up standards. So um, it is positive, but it's no guarantee of future success, I think. You've got to mention they're building on what they've achieved um, in the Championship this season. Cork will be in Division 3 of the Football League for the first time next year. They have to get promoted. They, they really do because like they're up against, from going playing the likes of Tyrone and, and, and Dublin and Kerry with the greatest respect, Leitrim and Offaly's. It's not the same calibre, it's not the same test. Mm. So, it's imperative that Cork get out of Division 3 at the first goal, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I think it's going to be an obvious goal of theirs. You know, mm-hmm. when, they, when, they, when they assemble at the beginning of the year, it's going to be a collective goal for them, I assume, win Division 3. And there should be no excuses, not even just get promoted, but just to win it and mm-hmm. win it in style probably as well. Because they're a far better team than Division 3. And they probably, in their own minds, believe that they're a Division 1 team, which they probably are as yeah. well. So it's um, they have no excuses, really. They have to win mm-hmm. every game, essentially, really, and, and get promoted, I think. Like we are saying there, it's been a lot of good news for the for the Cork senior footballers, but for the Cork under-20s too, they remember they're through to the All-Ireland under-20 final this Saturday in Portlaoise against uh, a very, very good Dublin team. Um, your own Ireland club man, Peter Driscoll, captain of the team, yeah. doing a fantastic job. Tell us a small bit more about Peter. Um, I suppose. Well, first of all, I think we're very proud of him in, in Highland Rovers. Um, he's a great role model for the for the younger kids in our in our club. Um, he's a great guy. He 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 trains very hard. Um, he leads by example. Um, you know, he's 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 a great. He's he's got great levels of fitness. He's a great a great skill level. Great kick passer. Um, and he's just a great trainer and he from that he leads by example and like you wouldn't be if you turned up at the uh, Ulmore's GA pitch 
uh, training a, a, an underage team or something like that, it wouldn't be it was surprising to see Peter out there with a bag of footballs just practicing point kicking or, or doing long runs across the pitch or anything like so he's he's a very dedicated to his game and um i think for us in our club we view him as a great role model for yeah. people coming up um so that they realize the level that if you want to be as good as you can be that it takes that level of dedication and hard work but i think um from a cork point of view as well i think he's he's a role model to the to his teammates mm-hmm. and to, to the, we'll say the under 18 teams coming up and, and other people um as I said, just to be as good as you can be, and, and like Peter leaves nothing ever on on the field. You know, he gives it absolutely everything whenever he goes out. So you can never ask any more from a player, really. After that, you know, and uh, let's hope he brings back the cup in, in a week's time. I think he, fair to Peter, seems like a class act on and off the field, and I think he was even in Clannacilty on Saturday mm. when Ireland won the Division Three County Football League final against against Douglas so even though he did not Ireland semi-final the next mm. ga- day against Tyrone he was still there for the club yeah. on Saturday yeah. I, yeah I think that's a great great sign yeah. of a fella and like Peter helps out in cool camps mm-hmm. um, I think earlier in the year actually we we were struggling to find a minor management team in our club outside yeah. and Peter just took it on him to do a number of sessions over a few weeks just to keep it going Like, and, yeah. and I mean he's he's ver- very busy at the mm-hmm. moment you know with, yeah. with Corcoran 20 and club his own playing with the club as well but he still he found time to to do that, you know, so I think it's a great, great sign of a player as well that he's he's not not forgetting where he came from and, and where he learned his trade, I suppose. And in fairness to him too, Peter was one of the leading lights for Cork against Tyrone in the All-Ireland semi-final last Sunday. Cork was seven points down early in the second half, but they came back to win by, to win by two points. And then couple that with the, the minors, you could say, trashing Monaghan after. I think it was 319 to 210, and that was quite emphatic. That mm-hmm. was a, another good day for Cork football. So... Like the, the signs are encouraging. The minors are through to an All Ireland semi final. The under twenties are in an All Ireland final. The seniors got through to the Super Eights for the first time. So hopefully we can build on these positives. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's definitely an air of positivity. I think mm-hmm. we mentioned a few weeks ago, but that air of positivity is continuing. Yeah, um, it's great to see underage success. Um, under twenty in particular, I think because under twenty much more than minor level is probably a better indicator of future success mm-hmm. at senior level um i think you know in terms of national under 20s i think uh, is it Kerry have done a three in a row in the 70s mm-hmm. cork did in the 80s and future uh, senior success came not long yeah. after those games and i think even in the this last decade dublin have won four under 20s mm-hmm. and like hints their dominance at senior level now again so i think if carton in particular if they can get it at under 20 level but obviously you know they'll take anything yeah and i suppose at minor level cork have been successful since mm. 2000 i think yeah. so they're well well overdue a, a victory there so mm. look we're still a long way from winning anything. I suppose the under-20s are only an hour away, so hopefully we can get something there anyway, at least. Like we said, positive times for Cork football with a busy weekend coming up this week- weekend again. Dermot, thanks for joining us. No bother. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for listening to the Star Sports Podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star featuring our award-winning sports section that has everything a sports fan in West Cork could want. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world. The Southern Star, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And now, Kieran, before you give us an idea of what we can expect in this week's sports section of the Southern Star, I just wanted to make reference to the fact that it is 
our 25th Star Sport Podcast. And so far, over 10,000 of you have either listened to us or watched us on YouTube. So we just want to say a big thanks to everyone who's tuned in and hopefully you've enjoyed the shows and you can sh- sh- spread the word. Spread. Spread, spread yeah. yeah. My, maybe this will be the last time people will listen. <laughs> spread the word. Uh, subscribe leave us some mm-hmm. five star reviews or one star reviews whichever no you... please five star reviews <laughs> five star reviews yeah, okay. are what we want so 20, 25 episodes that's like an anniversary I'm not sure what yeah quarter of a century anyway is it golden or jubilee or silver or something I have absolutely no idea answers on a postcard yeah or email sport at southernstar.ie yeah on. so anything you like or dislike about the show don't be afraid to get in touch and tell us and if there's something or some sport that you think we're not giving enough coverage to, let us know and we'll see if we can fix that, Karen. Yeah, that's a great point, Jack. Like you said, to any of our listeners out there or people who listen or watch, if they want us to talk about a certain subject or or some sports story that we don't know about or a different topic, just get in touch. We're, we're all ears here. So sport at southernstar.ie, please. And uh, so we'll just move along from that gushing and celebrating for now. Kieran. Mm-hmm. With Cork in action in the under-20s All-Ireland Final, the seniors in action in the last round of the Super 8s, the ladies having lost last weekend, Denzel Fernandez banging in the goals for Shelburne, Jack Desmond crowning his sec- or recovering from a broken tongue after winning his second All-Ireland. There's a lot going on in this week's sports section. You've really covered it all right there, Jack. You're going to, you're going to do me out of a job. So it's, a, again, action-packed sports section. And as you'd expect at this stage of the summer, inter-county heavy, um, we have an interview, interview with Ian Maguire, Cork captain, ahead of Cork's last Super 8s game against Ross Common on Sunday. Obviously, a big build-up to the Cork under 20, Cork under 20 against Dublin under 20 All-Ireland final this weekend. Um, we have to mention, too, that the Cork Miners... Cork Miner footballers are true to the All-Ireland semi-final. They had a superb win against Monaghan in Tullamore last Sunday night. It followed on from the Cork Under 20s game. And again, there was a lot of local lads involved in that. So congratulations to the Cork Miners. We have an interview with Fiona Keating um, from Corsi Rovers. Fiona was presented with a Celtic Ross West Cork, West Cork Youth Sports Star Quarterly Award last week. And Fiona is a dual star, Jack. Already this year, she won an All-Ireland Minor A Camogie medal with Cork. Um, she was player of the match in the final. And now Fiona is um, on the Cork minor football team that is in the All-Ireland final against Bonaghan in Burr next Monday. So, superb achievement. And she was honoured, like I said, with a West Cork Sports Award. And there's a full-page interview with Fiona in, in this week's star. Just to mention, too, the night after she got presented with the award... Fiona went out and scored 4-4 for Corsi's in the Senior Camogie Championship against Milford. So she is a talent indeed. Cork ladies are also in All-Ireland action this weekend to take on Tyrone in Badenasloe on Saturday in an All-Ireland quarter-final. A um, lot of club action going on too at the moment. The Carberry Camogie team had a great win with reporting reaction from that. Island Rovers won the Division 3 County Football League. Castlehaven and Castlehumber both lost their league deciders. But we have match coverage. There's been Muskery, South East, Carberry games. Jack Desmond, boxing interview. Phil Healy does what she does best. She won another national title at the weekend. But not only that, there was a couple of more Bandon um, medals too. The 4 by 400 meter relay and Shane Howard in the long jump. So we have all that. So um, And also, Emily Hegarty from... Also. S- also, Emily Hegarty from Skibbereen 
won a silver medal at the World Under-23 Rowing Championships in Florida with the women's four. And Aoife Casey, daughter of Dominic, was, was out there too. And she finished fourth in the double. And that's just a taster, Jack. And you're telling me this is all in one single edition of the Southern Star Sports section. It's just one. Talk about value for money. <laughs> value for money. It's all available for only €2.20 if you go into a, a shop that sells newspapers and pick up a copy you can't miss it but of course if you are listening from abroad or even just a bit further afield maybe you're living in Dublin you've had to leave the beautiful environs of West Cork in search of and leave the fresh air behind you and leave the fresh air behind you in 